Hey there, podcast explorers. Welcome to Pit Chat, the podcast where we gather around, toss in some hot topics, and let the flames of conversation burn bright. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. And together, we're your hosts on this journey through the sizzling landscape of current events, sprinkled with a dash of mystery, a pinch of the unexplained, and a whole lot of fun. That's right, Michelle. We're not just here to talk about the everyday stuff. We're diving deep into the realms of the unknown, exploring UFO sightings, unraveling paranormal mysteries, and maybe even roasting a marshmallow or two along the way. So whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join us as we stoke the flames of curiosity and bring you the hottest takes on the coolest conspiracies. It's like sitting around a fire pit with your friends, but with a bit of extraterrestrial excitement. Each episode, we'll be serving up a blend of the latest headlines, intriguing stories, and a touch of the supernatural, from politics to pop culture, and from ghost to government secrets. We've got it all covered. And hey, if you've ever looked up at the night sky and wondered what's out there, or if you've ever felt a chill down your spine in a supposedly haunted place, you're in the right spot. So, grab a seat cozy up by the fire, and let's spark some conversation. This is Pit Chat, where the ordinary meets the extraordinary. Get ready for a wild ride down the rabbit hole. On an escalator. Okay, hello everybody and welcome from the frozen state of Michigan. That is no joke tonight. I see we've got a just killer crowd out there on this very cold Michigan evening and about to get even colder. Uh, Man, just talk about negative temperatures, 50 mile an hour wind gusts, lights flickering and everything yesterday. Just really, really crazy stuff. But uh, Michelle, we already got a couple of super chats. So why don't we just... uh, Say thank you to them real quick. I was going to say thank you, Dorothy and Diane, for your super chats tonight. You guys are awesome. Thank you very, very much for those. Really appreciate it. You guys help keep this show going. So speaking of shows, tonight we got a very special guest returning once again. And we're going to have him on here in just a minute. But we should do a quick set of hellos for everybody out there. So we have Tabin, I see. We have Lisa Bowden. We have Diane, the boss, boss. Nathan from the Quantum Show. What's going on, Nathan? We've got Intergalactic Angler. We've got Barry and Rick Davis with us. Yes. Straw Dog is here. Eris Mana is here. Oh, God. Let's yeah. See. Mike J. Yep. So thank you, everybody. I yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, did you already call out Eris? Say I did. Ears. All right, Eris Mana. So we have a good group of people here tonight, man. Things are hopping. And uh, thank you for sitting around the fire with us tonight. And we're going to talk about some stories and things that have been going on with a good friend of ours lately and things that he's been told. And that friend you guys all know is Guy Merritt, one of our very first guests we had when we started the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal podcast way back now three years ago and we're just uh 
really excited to be able to get him back on and just have this open discussion about what's kind of been going on, what he's been hearing, um, things he's noticed. And we're just going to have just a kind of a casual conversation here. But uh, yeah, so um, just real quick too, Diane with her super chat said she loves our show. Thank you, Diane. You are awesome. We both love you very much as well. So we can't uh, thank you enough. And Dorothy did a, what, what Richie over there at Goofon likes to call a super dono. It's just no words, no st- super sticker, no nothing like that. It's just here's some money. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Oh, yep. Kelly Lewis is on with us too. Oh yeah. All right. Kelly Lewis. So again, everybody, this is the good crowd. This is our solid crowd that likes to join us. And if you're listening to the podcast via audio and you want to join us, our show is either about 8 PM Eastern time or 9 PM Eastern time every Sunday from here on out, unless something happens. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at a, at a weekly show now. Um, so a lot of work, a lot of things going on, but we'll make it happen. So anyways, Michelle, anything new going on with you? Uh, let's see in about nine minutes, we have kickoff for the lions game. Oh, sorry. Stafford. Lions are going to win. Lions are going to win. I got my shirt. Yep. (laughs) There you go. Representing. And I see you you say that hell has frozen over. Hell has frozen over. Hell, Michigan, that is. Probably the other place, too, considering. Yeah, we actually have a place here in Michigan that's called a little town. More like a village, I guess. And and, uh, They have a nice little ice cream place. Yeah, yeah, right next to the the biker club. But, uh, yeah, it's called Hell, Michigan. So, very interesting stuff. Beer and some ice cream. Yep, beer and ice cream and maybe some pool. All right, why don't we go ahead and just jump right into this stuff. So, Hello, Raven. Raven is joining us first time. Hey, Raven. Thank you for joining us. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. And then there's Stars and Night Vision as well. So, welcome glad you are here hopefully you have a good time but to get things going let's go ahead and bring on our favorite guest to have on and have a conversation with it is makeup makeup no makeup for you <laughs> no it's just not, you can't really fix this it's, uh, maybe yeah. cosmetic surgery or something yep Yep. I totally agree, man. I feel the same way. It's like, man, and these Michigan winners are getting worse and worse on, on me. It's, uh, uh, horrible on the joints and just makes, just pulls the energy right out of you, especially with no sun for like a couple months now. Play that video. It's about 20 seconds. I uploaded. It's what I was doing yesterday for three hours. Gotcha. Let's take a look at this. I don't know, everybody. Officially, I got. Oh, I got. I got wing to agree. Moving to the desert. That was on. That was on I ninety six. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Took three hours to get from Flint to Metro Airport. Yeah, we got hit. We got hit. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Michigan roads during the winter time. Yes. It was horrible. But yet they'll salt the roads and put stuff down on the roads when there's like no snow. 
So, yeah. hey, I see we have Ghost Dragon is here. So, hey, man, welcome. Good to see you. And Hides and Long Grass is sneaking around, chat. Yeah, Hides and Long Grass is like hiding in the long grass. grass literally. Mean, yeah. But I'm bump. Kind of, kind of being a little sniper in the background there. So, all right, guy. Let's get into this, man. We haven't talked in a while, and there's been a ton of stuff that's got, been going on in the UFO community, and I don't know how much you're following, but I know you're having some contacts with some people, sharing some stories and things that have been going on, and definitely want to have you talk about your experiences and stuff. So where do you want to start tonight? Oh, man. Well, I don't know. Just uh, how the genesis of this podcast. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, if this is Raven's first time, let me just say, generally the guests are better than me. So don't let this yeah, right. don't let this scare you away. Uh, no, you and I were talking on Messenger, and I said, "Hey, I said I I never make videos. I've got a video, you know, I got a YouTube channel, but I just uploaded a series about some, you know, the things that had happened to me years ago, and I don't make." videos very often like one a year or something maybe two and i had said to you i was thinking of making one where i talked about i wanted to make one and talk about some of this hitchhiker stuff i've had but i wanted to make one where i talked about all the people i've met which this blows my mind there's like this conspiracy of silence around this thing like i'm a dope i was always like my sister used to joke that if Butch ever got, my everybody calls me Butch, right? That if Butch ever got, if war broke out and I was a prisoner of war, they'd know everything in five minutes because I couldn't lie. I mean, I tell people about this stuff, right? So consequently, I get a lot of people. What I'm seeing is that if you open up about this to people, you'll hear some wild stories, right? And Absolutely. In, yeah, and in my case... This was, I was telling you my messenger, I wanted to make a video and talk about some of the crazy stuff I'd heard from like family that blew my mind. Uh, friends, people I've known like 40 years, conservative, religious people. I mean, just people that you wouldn't, they're, they're not UFO people. They're pillars of, our, pillars of our community that have told me these crazy stories. And I'm like, what the hell? This stuff is the word that keeps coming to mind is rampant. This is kind of like, I mean, you know, this, my own experience was pretty crazy. I mean, I didn't get like abducted, but my coworkers swear they did. And I believe them. And a lot of, so much weird stuff has happened. I don't want to go through all that stuff. And then in 2012, I had the lights around the house and I, I don't know what's really going on, but, Anyway, but I've just had a lot of people tell me crazy stuff, and it, it blows me away. I mean, uh, I, I made a list of people just, you know, I don't know. I could just start, I guess. I feel like I'm in like an AA meeting or something. My name well, is Guy, and I'm a UFO freak. No, I was it, not into this stuff at all, man. It's just kind of got dealt to me, you know. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it, man, because, you know, Michelle and I got thrown into this and, um, man, I'll tell you, it, uh, it, it's been a crazy ride. And just so everybody knows, if you're interested in hearing the very first 
interview we did with Guy and his story, which just spiraled out of control from from that to other people that contacted us and him after his story that just, yeah. you know, the corroboration of the stories, the weird synchronicities and things that happen are just insane. But if you go all the way back to our episode four, it's called the triangles playground one guy's earth shattering account. And that was done on May 1st of 2021 you can find that uh, here on YouTube, or you can also go back through iTunes or whatever you listen to uh, podcast on, and you will find it. And you can hear that episode. And it was one still to this day one of the most intense episodes because Michelle and I had just started, and we had no idea, no idea what was going on, or what we were doing with the podcast. And it was, uh, you know, with our experience and stuff, it was something that just, I don't know, it still to this day, it really just bothers me. I, I, I got a, I got a video for you. Just I'll, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep that. Yeah. Along that well, line of thought, there's a video I really like, and it's real short. And I saw this one time and I went, man. I wouldn't use the word tragedy, but uh, let me see if I can find it. I didn't plan on showing you yeah. this, but uh, let me well, see. I, it just what you said—it just really rang a bell. And yeah, there's a sec. I don't know. I don't know how this thing works. I'm not a. I'm yep. not a tech guy. Like that I had sort of listen. So this one here, right? It's Betty Hill, yeah, and it's just yeah. literally it's like eight seconds, but yeah. I know exactly how she feels. All right, let's see. A tragedy in some way. And sometimes, even now, I still have this feeling. Because it's something that's haunting. It's something that's always on my mind. No matter where I go or what I do, it's the last thing I think of when I go to bed at night, and it's the first thing that I think of in the morning when I wake up. And uh, I expect it'll probably be that way for the rest of my life. And that is, that, that is everything. Yeah. That is, uh, Betty Hill from the famous Betty and Barney Hill case where they were abducted. Um, yeah, I mean that, that, that's really kind of what happens to you when you experience this stuff. And I can always tell, you know, I shouldn't say that I put a lot more credibility in people when they talk about their experience and it's not a happy go lucky they're here as our star friends and they're trying to be nice and everything else and i i just i don't get that impression if anything i get a whole lot of apathy from the whole like uh, uh encounter of like you don't belong here kind of a thing. And they just don't, they don't really recognize us as anything. That's just my, my thoughts. Now, other people will have different opinions on that, but the ones that I know that are like seriously trying to learn how to deal with this tragic, you know, the trauma and the tragedy of what they experienced to me, that, 
That says a lot because it takes a lot just to come forward to say something like that. Well, and not everybody sees it as a tragedy though, either. Yeah. Right. So, because so I don't, very positive, you know, I don't take me seeing that triangle at, you know, Ford and two seventy five as a tragedy. I just know what was, what I was hit with when I was driving to make sure that we were getting out of there. And when I was hit with that, that, you know, get away, you don't belong here, get away. And then the emotion hit with that came with that voice. It was time to go. And it, it was, I I don't know that that's, well, I said tragedy might, she uses that word. I said that might be too strong. But yeah. It's definitely something. It was, I found the whole thing very ominous because I was really close to this huge thing. I was a hundred foot. Mm-hmm. And then the stories from the ladies I worked with who were missing for an hour and the stories from MUFON that corroborated their stories. And I'm like, you know, and listen to them cry and tell me this crazy stuff. It was pretty, uh, it was a rough four days, you know, and then Felicia say, oh, I, you know, I'm pretty, I know they made me pregnant. And then I find out 27 years later, she had a kid nine months later. I'm like, and then 29 years later, eight months ago, a girl comes to buy my garden tractor. And when I make a joke about UFOs and she says, oh, I'm really into those. And, and she says, I've never seen. And I said, have you seen one? She said, no, I've never seen one. But I had this weird thing happen. And she says, I got on. I got on US 23 at the Thompson Road exit, which is 1,200 yards from where this thing was sitting in 94. And this happened like a year and a half ago. And she said, yeah, yeah. She said, I was going north to go home. And all of a sudden, I realized I was going south. And I was coming into Fenton. And it was like an hour later or something. And I don't know what happened. And I was like, she's telling me the same story 29 years later that my coworkers told me. And and what are the chances the lady that comes to buy my garden tractor is telling me this? I'm like, and that's the tip of the iceberg, man. I've been having weird stuff. I'm like, uh, you know, I can get emotional about it. It's just, it's kind of creepy. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, what is this about? You know, what, what am I just fi- randomly finding these people? I'm like, what is this? Or, or are we, are we being attracted to each other? I don't know. To find I'm each other, it. you know, like some kind of weird TV show. Like, you know, you got to talk to this person. You got to talk to that person. Start a start a podcast and start bringing people together in your state. And then it was like, okay, branch out because, hey, you need to talk to this Terry Lovelace guy who was him and his buddy yeah. that were abducted what a wild in story. Devil's Den. And it's, what, so, it's so man. funny because the guy, that, the guy that he got abducted with down in like the Ozarks or something was from Flint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, a little, we're a little footnote there, but I just. Uh, yeah, it was his friend Toby, right? He was originally yeah, from Flint. Yeah, yeah. He ended up dying. Yeah. I started smoking right after that UFO. That's the one thing that I, that it gave me. I haven't quit smoking. I've quit everything else, but I haven't quit smoking. I try. I try not to think about this stuff lately. I've been trying to focus on other things and, uh, you know, just, you know. I was getting, when I was remodeling the house, I was better because I was, you know, busy that drywall and plumbing. And that's my Zen got it. And yeah. uh, seriously, I gutted this room. This was all dark paneling. The ceiling was falling in and did all this. And 
I was better when I was active because if I sit around and think about this stuff, I mean, for lack of some fancy phraseology, it just weirds me out. You know, I'm like, yeah, it just, you know, it just, I, and I get kind of depressed about it all thinking, worrying about people. I, there's a lot of people that, you know, still don't believe this stuff is real. I was, you know, and I'm, I, I have these concerns that people will find this out too suddenly and flip out. You know, I'm kind of used to it. It's like, you know, I'm not really, I'm more concerned about my concern is with the human population, not so much worrying about aliens and maybe I'm wrong, but that's, I just feel like it would be so, uh, it would just be so unsettling to people to find this out, you know, be confronted with it. Everybody all at once would be kind of a societal worldwide psychosis, I think, you know. Well, they keep on pushing this thing for disclosure. I just saw Jeremy Corbell on Fox News, and he's doing the rounds again, um, talking about this stuff. And I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't have a good feeling about this stuff. I really don't. And maybe it's just because I'm I'm very cautious when it comes to certain things, yeah. and they need to be cautious. Yeah, it, I mean, just invoking this stuff. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Michelle and I will joke around sometimes, like, "Don't say that, don't put that out to the universe," kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Because you'd be damn surprised how much of this stuff actually will show up and and make itself, you know known like hi hold my beer we are here you might manifest it so so to speak yeah yeah or or at least open yourself right open yourself to that possibility of of something knowing you're open now whether it's religious if you want to think about it demonic angel elemental spiritual what whatever you know, whatever you put these things in a category of, there is something going on and it seems to be picking up steam, especially with the more we have people out there, especially on the news and in the government and every, all these governments are coming forward and talking about this stuff. And it just makes me wonder if we're not turning into a giant, like manifesting battery of some kind calling to these things. And that's one one of the reasons why I have an issue with Stephen Greer and doing like, you know, his CE five thing, you know, it's like, do you really, do you really want to call these things down? You're talking about an intelligence, uh, a non-human intelligence, whatever that means that you're going to interact with and think you have any clue what you're dealing with. Yeah. Ah. I think I think they're guessing. I mean, he doesn't think he's guessing, but you know, the, the, I have a real problem with anybody who thinks they have this all figured out. You know, and and Greer to an extent. Listen, he's done a lot of good things. I, I'm not 100 knocking him, but I, I get that feeling from him. Like you know, like he's he, he's very pedantic. In other words, he speaks as a a teacher to a child like this is the way this is all triangles are the u.s military well i think some of them might be 
but you'll never convince me that all of them are. I've been there and got the T-shirt. So have you. And I, and I really got the T-shirt. And my coworkers really got the T-shirt. And uh, and that's that's something that that particular meme, that line is a very pervasive thing among a lot of the top UFO guys. Um, Michael Sherratt, Greer, a ton of them. I heard uh, Preston Dennett has a, a gal on, Dolly Saffron. Very nice lady. Very nice lady. And I think she's had real experiences. Absolutely. Believe her. But she'll tell you, all the triangles are the U.S. military. Well, if they are, then, you know, they're dressing up dwarves like gray aliens and doing genetic stuff. And, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not struggling with this thing. And so anytime somebody tells you, I know, let me let me tell you what this is. I'm like, I know what I learned from all this is I don't know anything, you know. This is a vacuum up here, man. I, I you know, it's, I have, I'm, I'm inclined to suspect certain things, but I could be dead wrong. And anytime somebody comes along, it's kind of like religion, like these televangelists, you know. Yep. You know, let, let me tell you now. This is exactly how this works, and this is what it is, and yada yada. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think the triangle, me, the one I saw, I don't think the one Terry Lovelace saw, was. You know, he said that there were a bunch of little guys out in the field and a beam of light came down, they went to the light. I mean, that's the U.S. military? I mean, come on now. And this guy was the former, what, Assistant Attorney General of American Samoa in Vermont? Yeah. Air Force, or, you know. I mean, come on, the dude is not, he's not making this up. Yeah. And, and well, guy, just real quick, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to some new people that have joined us tonight. So we have uh, Gwen. Um, let's see, where'd she go? Gwen Williams has joined us. Yep. Metalhead got... has joined us as well. Who? Metalhead. Metalhead. Oh, yeah. Metalhead, then, man. How you doing? Yeah. There's Metalhead. And then. Uh, great story. I loved his story. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, we have Diesel Midget. <laughs> so we'll. we'll uh, Welcome you. Welcome, welcome. Diesel. Yeah. And uh, Raven, right? I think we already said hi to Raven, but welcome once again. So uh, thanks for joining us, all the new people. So thank you very much. We are talking with Guy Merritt tonight, who was one of our very first guests on the show two, almost three years ago now, episode four. I was, I was a kid. I was like 68. I know, right? We were young back then. Yep, and now that uh, we've rebranded and changed the name, yeah, it was time to get you back on. If I yeah. get another two or three weeks, I'm 72. Um, oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, I'm shopping for a new cane. You know? <laughs> well, happy birthday. And yeah. I see, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, we already saw Kelly Lewis earlier. So, all right. Well, guy, what? What has been going on, man, that kind of spurred you messaging me and telling me, man, I'm hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, I always and, you tell you crazy stuff. but Yeah. But I guess you were desperate for a guest or something. I was like, hey, come on the show and talk about it. So I'm like, all right. Well, we just, we wanted to get you back on, man. We wanted to see what, what's been going on. And uh, the Beatles getting back together. I was your first yeah. guest when you had a... Uh, 
Well, I know you had to take a little break there for a while. You had to, you had to kind of step away and, and as we all do, I mean, that's one of the things that Michelle and I like about winter break and stepping away from, from school and not teaching. We take a break from pretty much everything, podcasting and all that. And we just zone out. We just do whatever we want to do and just try not to think about this stuff too much. Exactly. Well, Linda, Linda encourages me to, uh, yeah try to find something to do besides talk about you know aliens and ufos because it's that like i said that clip that you shared where betty hill says i feel like i've been through a tragedy i don't i wouldn't say tragedy but it's something that i never forget i, I go to bed thinking th- to be honest i try not to but too often i go to bed thinking about it not every night but a lot i wake up kind of thinking about it Something will trigger me, and I'm thinking about this again. And I'm like, yeah, there are times I just like to forget it ever happened, you know? Yeah. Well, well let's, you know what? <laughs> you know, Since you brought that great. up, let's, uh, I want to bring this up again. I want everybody to hear. That I had said it. I want to hear, uh, I want everybody to listen to what she says. Now, the video is kind of choppy. I don't, I don't know, know if it's on my end or just filtering through the internet, but I want everybody to listen to this. Is uh, Betty Hill from Betty and Barney Hill, the abduction story back in the, was it the fifties, sixties time I frame? Think, I think it was like 61. Yeah. Early six, very early sixties. Okay. And, uh, hides and grass made this comment earlier. You know, they were a mixed race marriage. Yeah. You know, they were a mixed race couple back in the day and, yeah. you know, bringing attention to yourself was not something that people back in the day dealing with a lot of this ever wanted to do. So let's see what she has to say. I had the feeling that I had sort of lived through a tragedy in some way. And sometimes even now I still have this feeling because it's something that's haunting. It's something that's always on my mind, no matter where I go or what I do. It's the last thing I think of when I go to bed at night, and it's the first thing that I think of in the morning when I wake up. And uh, I expect it'll probably be that way for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Does that kind of resonate with you? Yeah. I mean, it, it does. Because, you know, when when all this went down, I have to tell you, uh, and I got pictures of my, my phone time, you know, because I was waking up at 3.33. It never happened. And it was consistent. Some, You know, it hasn't been that bad nowadays. I do take stuff to try to stay sleeping yeah. consistently. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I don't. I don't know. I, I I cannot help but think that, you know, people that experience this stuff, they just, they can't, they can't just. I can't sleep for school. Well, in my case, I had that yeah. sighting in 94. And then 18 years later, and I've, I don't want to go through all the stuff we've done. it talked about in previous shows. It just beams of blue light around my house at three in the morning, twice in a week. My ex-wife said it switched me off. She tried to wake me up and she was hysterical and I'd seen it four nights earlier and she was gone and it was bizarre. And there was this like blue daylight around my house. And I'm like, so obviously I immediately thought it was a UFO for some reason. And I ran outside and I was like, 
picture of the, it was like time had stopped. It was not, not a, a cricket, you know? And after that, it was just crazy. You know, the neighbors filming stuff behind our house, the lady coming down saying our house exploded in a ball of blue and white light. And she's a medical doctor, you know, and just on and I've shared that footage that they filmed of like some kind of Chevron. And a, I mean, just stuff kept happening and happening. And I'm like, what is this? And have I got a target on my back or something? I mean, do they follow you or what? What, are, what is this thing? You know, so I, I'll try to forget about it. And then I'll have an episode like mentioning UFOs to some lady buying my tractor when I made a joke about she had a bunch of pet animals. And I said, yeah, I've never, never been able to shoot an animal. I love animals like you do. I said, it's probably, I saw a UFO once. I said, I never thought we were the top of the food chain. And she's, oh, UFOs. And tells me that crazy story about just like my coworkers at the same exit. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? It's like this bizarro thing. I don't think a lot of people in the standard UFO community, I imagine there's some of them I think probably don't even believe me because mine's been weird, like very much this hitchhiker kind of thing or whatever they call it. Just all of these, especially after that blue light thing, you know, and I woke up immediately seeing these repeating numbers on the clock, which is a thing now you hear kids talking about it. I this too, I'd never heard of this. I thought I was the only one on the planet that had this. And I'm like, I didn't even associate it with that blue light. I thought, why am I doing this? I, after about eight months, it was driving me nuts. I, I did some searching on Google and it says something about angel numbers. And this means this, and this means that. And I was like, yeah, I, all I know is every other time I look at a clock, it was 111, it was 333, it was 444. Mm -hmm. I was all the time. And I was like, well, what is it? What is my, something happened to my brain? And then the psychic stuff and, you know, I didn't even tell you this, I, but maybe I told you on Messenger, I go to my doctor's office about nine months ago, right? I go in there, I walk in, she had, hey, my cardiologist, she, hey guy, let's get you checked in. And she, she gets this real weird look on her face. She said, that's weird. She says, my computer just shut itself off. And there was no, it didn't play that, da, 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 it was just, and, and, she said, oh, well, let me turn it back on, you know, that was straight. And I got a Doppler on my leg. It came back in four days later to get it, uh, to have them uh, give me the results of it. And I'm waiting for the gal that the physician's assistant to come in and talk to me. And a little gal pushes this machine. This is four days later. Pushes the machine and she puts these things on my chest to take an EKG, you know, and I'm just being a wise guy. And I said, if you see anything bad, don't tell me. I said, I wouldn't mind meeting Jesus, but I don't want to meet him today, right? And <laughs> she, that's what I said to her. I swear to God. Yep. She pulls him off and pushes her machine out like in a rush, you know. And this gal, Brittany, comes in and she says, you really scared the hell out of, I don't know her name, you really scared the hell out of Lisa or something. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, she said you made some crack about not wanting to meet Jesus. And when you did, her machine turned itself off. You know, I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, and then I've had some other words. I don't even want to get into it. It's just, yeah. you know, it's better if, like I would said to you, I almost didn't do this podcast. It's better if I don't think about it. You know, it's better if I think about, you know, building model airplanes or whatever, you know. If I sit around and think about this stuff too much, it just weirds me out. And it's just, just, it's just too trippy. And some people do fine with it. And they're just like, yeah, no big deal. 
to me, it can be kind of weird. I get kind of emotional about it. And, uh, you know, so that's that. Anyway, I talk too much. But, you know, well, just, that's what you're here for tonight. Yeah. You're here to talk too much. You said you've got new stories, guy. Well, yeah. what I said to Wayne was, uh, I said, I can't believe the number of people that, you know, I've said, well, for instance, my ex-wife, who was a little Mexican lady who was raised very poor, and I thought I'd start with family, right? And her and I were together once, not married, split up. We got back together. Got, we were together about 15 years. And and this first sighting happened when we were apart. And I told her about it when we got back together. And she says, oh, yeah. She says, yeah, when I was a, when I was a little girl in Texas, me and my dad, they were very poor. And she says, we were picking cotton, me and my dad, out in the field. And they looked in the, over in the adjacent field. I even made a little video based on what she told me. This, I don't know if you can see. I don't know how this thing works, man. There's, a, I uploaded it, but she yeah, said, got it. she said there was two classic little saucers like staggered and just above the ground, and they stood there kind of in awe for like thirty seconds watching them, and then they just went straight up. And this is my ex-wife, you know, okay. when I tell her that, you know, um, so. I don't know if you got that. I tried to illustrate it the way she described it. Is it this one here? Yeah. Yeah. She said, okay. I just made so, that as best I could based on what she told me. She said, they're just sitting there like bigger than hell. And, all right. Let's take a look. No, it's nothing. I told you I didn't, I, I didn't prepare for this because I got busy with the weather. I think I have a kidney infection or something. So, and uh, I was kind of under the weather today. Oh, that's, oh, you want to pause it there? Yeah. Okay. There's my ex-wife, right? Now this is, get this, this is her son, right? And he's a real funny guy. As far He's got some, he's, he's into some kind of different sort of religion now. I said, he's a character. But in like 2001, we were living in Lansing. I bought a house over there and was remodeling it. <clears throat> and uh, I was talking about this UFO stuff. And he said, and, and he's, I think he got a GED. I think he worries about people thinking he's crazy or nutty or not smart or something. He seemed really nervous to tell me, but he just blurted out, I saw a triangle. I saw I saw one too, right above the M78 drive-in, you know? And uh, me and Angie, we were, at, we were at the movies and he said, yeah, it was huge. It was right above all the cars. And I was like, what the hell? This is Maggie, my ex-wife's son. And I that's a video play that's just the old m78 drive-in over at lansing but what was strange was he said it was 92 you pause it there he said they were watching batman returns and he, it's funny i just found this i made that little graphic to try to and uh his name's paul and he said he said it was a clear night kind of like this picture and he said what was bizarre was he said this big oh what's odd is i messaged him about five years ago on and he would i said would you tell me more about that deal and he wouldn't all of a sudden, the last year, he gave it all up to me. And he said, a, a crazy fog rolled across the theater. And he said, and it was a clear night. And he said, then the fog, you can play that now. He said, the fog parted. How bizarre is this stuff? And he said, when the fog parted, let me see if this, I just threw this together. There was that. He said, he said, really? Yeah. He said, everybody in the theater saw it. He said, everybody started honking their horns and screaming and yelling and stuff. And he said it was just there when this fog parted. And then he said it started floating away just silently. 
And he said, as it went, floated away, he said, he said, there was no sound, no lights. And, and he said, uh, as it floated away, there were three helicopters, just black helicopters following the thing. He said, you could hear them like normal, you know? And, uh, but that, I mean, so, I mean, that's my ex-wife and her son, two different family. I'm not even having to go searching for people. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yep. That was that. I just tried to illustrate it. Didn't feel good today. And I was going to make some stuff for this, but one day I'll put it on my channel and full or come yeah. back, you know? So uh, the, these, uh, two saucer, what's the background on, on these right here that you were saying? My ex-wife, she was a young kid. She was picking cotton with her dad in Texas. They okay. Mexican and worked in the fields and, uh, and then that's her son, and he saw that at the M78 drive-in theater, and like, and and he was the same. He's like, and there was nothing in the newspaper the next day, you know, which there never is. Yeah. As a matter well, of fact, I, I want I don't want to lose this thought. Preston Dennett, if you do a search on YouTube, he's got a, uh, a whole video. I think it's literally called UFOs at the drive-in, and it's all these. Uh, it's very much like what Paul described. It's just all these people that have seen UFOs over drive-ins. How crazy is that? You know? Wow. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. Um, yeah, Maggie, my ex-wife said, they sat there like that and then just went. And then just took off. Yeah. And she, she isn't the kind of person, she couldn't, she couldn't even make that up, you know? Yeah, man. Well, I know that after we started the podcast and I started talking to family, you know, it started with my, my father who, I mean, even though he's 98 years old, he is spry right. and his, his, like his brain is just still locked into things that he experienced and saw. Absolutely. Hasn't gotten into full details with the story. So I'm hoping I can, you know, catch him one of these times when he's talking about it. But my, my sister-in-law to, um, what was it? Two of my brothers had an encounter in the area 51, um, as far as being cha chased down, really? um, out of there. So they had stopped in at a guest, huh? You mean they were in air? Did they work there? They, no, it was alongside with the, one of the roads that runs oh, alongside okay. one of the high fenced areas and literally, um, followed by helicopter. They ended up stopping at a gas station. And just conveniently, some sort of cop or sheriff or whatever pulled up and, you know, told him that they didn't belong in that area. But like my sister-in-law tells a story when, or told me a story when she was 13 years old up in Muskegon. Uh, so yeah. they were having a slumber party. So a quite the group of teenage girls, 13, 14 years old, all witnessed some sort of craft not too far from where the house was that they were staying at. Yep. So yep. I mean, like yeah. I said, it's not even, a, it's not what, I guess what I was talking to Wayne on messenger about was it's not even like this is real super uncommon. You know, I mean, this is, there's, like I said, this kind of this conspiracy of silence. The, the floodgate. Yeah. It, it has been, 
a conspiracy of silence where people have not wanted to talk about their encounters or weird things that have gone on. And by the way, if people look down at the bottom here of the screen, if you have an experience or some type of a sighting, whether it's paranormal UFO, Hey, we, we will love to read it on the show, send it to us, type it up. Um, you know, please know, chat gpt or ai to make it sound good just just tell us what happened i was gonna say i'm an english teacher i can see right yeah. through that stuff yeah and and a lot of people that have these experiences for real know they can tell when somebody sends in a story and it seems to be a little too uh overdone the, the words are colorful yeah but anyways uh email us at pit chat podcast all one word so P-I-T-C-H-T podcast at gmail.com. Send us your experience and we would love to hear from you and tell us what's going on. Now, one of the things, Guy, that I want to let everybody know if people don't realize this or not, people, people, if they're into this stuff, or if they are into like true crime and Netflix and all that, they probably watched the reboot of the show um, Unsolved Mysteries. And one of the episodes there was about a 1994 UFO flap, right? This huge UFO sighting that got everybody upset in 94, March, by the way, of 94, on the west side of Michigan, That's around in Michigan, yeah. right, and a lot of attention has been given to that because, well, Jack Bouchong, who's now a good friend of ours and the podcast, and uh, we've had him on the show about three times now, talking about how the radar works and the stuff that he tracked. Everybody has been focused on that. Mufon was focused on that. But your experience happened with triangles, not these glowing light disc things. This was a triangle that happened same time, but on the east side of the state. And it was reported in the Flint Journal because you were not the only one that saw this thing. Yeah. Yeah, Plus, the women that got abducted said... That, you know, that was the day you saw that and they made MUFON reports about it. Right. Yeah. So none of us were, I mean, none of us were making this up. I mean, it it happened as crazy as it sounds. I mean, you know, my story's just bizarre, but then you got the story. You you did this. You mentioned the first podcast that I did with you, but then we did a round table. I don't recall what number it was. Yep. That was me and Ed rest his soul and Alex and Alex saw the same thing I did at the same spot in 2019 and had all the same. I mean, this is my story is so bizarre that, like I said, I think some of the UFO researchers, I thought maybe somebody would want to look not because of me, but they'd want to look at this situation. Right. But I don't know if people even believe it, you know, because it's. Well, now I'm wondering, is it, is it really that bizarre? And by the way, the episode that guy is talking about was our episode 14. We called it beware the Ides of March and triangular UAPs. A I'm panel step away from, for two minutes. 
All right, no problem. So, uh, yeah, so what Guy's talking about is we had people reach out to him, and what happened is that they emailed and then eventually called and talked to Guy about their experiences, and it happened on the same night. And so we had everybody come in and we recorded an episode and we, we did a round table discussion about what happened. And it was, <laughs> it was quite intense. And like I said, this was episode 14. You can find it on YouTube and wherever, you know, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those places. And this was back in September 4th of 2021. All right, I see we got guy back. It's that kidney thing going on. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Well, you know, like I said, we're we're good. I'm good, man. What can I say? I mean, but the and, floodgates and, have been open. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had other friends, uh, and I was going to mention a couple of them because I just think it's interesting. And most of the ones that I wrote down. So so there was my, my ex wife and her son. And then Linda has a relative, a distant relative that she never talks to. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say his name's Gary. All right. I've told you about this on Messenger, but I don't want his name out there. Mm-hmm. He's a very private guy. Had a great job. Beautiful home. A little bit eccentric, but really, really kind. Really. He's divorced and he doesn't even have the Internet. Right. He's a character. And they were talking one night on the phone. And Gary, I heard Gary mention they were mentioned UFOs, and he's a super straight guy. I think he was an engineer at GM, right? He's not like, and 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 I, we, I said, give me the phone. We started talking, and he said that for twenty years he would have these nightmares where he was on a table and these guys were examining him. I mean, he would wake up screaming. It actually kind of affected his marriage. One night, his wife was about; she thought he was having a heart attack. She was going to call an ambulance. And he, he said, I never knew what the phrase cold sweat meant. And he said, I would wake up. It was just the craziest story. And if you if you could meet this guy coming from him, it was just like this. I'm like, this is this guy could would not make this up. Right. And and he talked and he wrote. a. I told you in Messenger what he what he finally did. For some reason, he wrote. A oh, book, yeah. Wrote a book of poems. Right. And, and he didn't tell anybody why he wrote the book. And one poem, let me see if I got it. I'm not going to read the whole thing at all. But he, he wrote this one po- poem called The Haunting Lights. While driving down a lonely road on a dark September night, I chanced to look in the sky to see two points of light. They danced around like fireflies, never changing hue. Then in the twinkling of an eye, they disappeared from view. And it goes on and on. And eventually he's on a table. And they get rough with him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But but maybe let me see if I can find ones down here. Experimented on in ways which I dare not speak. A tortured human guinea pig. My mind began to freak. Please, dear God, above, won't you preserve, preserve my sanity? Because I went to see the haunted lights and the haunted lights saw me. And it goes on. And anyway, so we'd had these horrific nightmares for years of like, alien abduction and he said for 20 years he said this was like once a week and he would be flipping out he, he published this book you can buy it and the minute he pu- published the book they stopped and and just 
I'm like, this guy doesn't even, he didn't know squat about UFO lore. I mean, where do you get this? I'm like, you know, I didn't want to say, dude, I think you've been abducted or something, but like, dude, I think you've been abducted, you know, because if you read the whole poem, I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember reading that poem. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me chills, dude. Man, if you met this guy, this is this is like the wrong dude, man. This is the wrong dude, which leads me to another one. So for years, I was a musician, and I played with a guy here in town who was kind of a big deal in country. I played all kinds of music. I played with him playing country music for a couple of years. He's very conservative politically and religious, and we've always been real good friends. I, we're kind of different in some ways, but. I just like the dude, right? He's a good guy. And his wife, after the 94 sighting, I told her about it because I was working with him. And and uh, she had seen a UFO up close. And then I talked to her daughter about three years ago on Messenger. And, and I said, yeah, I want to talk to your mom and get the details on that sighting she had. She said, oh, she said two more. You want to hear about them? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. She said, you want to hear about her? Her last one was crazy. And these people, she's... This woman's on the board of director, the board at like Mott Community College. She owned a couple of businesses. She's pretty religious, very conservative politically. I mean, she, she would not make this up. She said, yeah, she said, uh, I'm going to call this singer. I'm going to call him Bob. I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't clear this with them. I, I don't think they care at all. But anyway, she said, yeah, Her, their stepdaughter said, yeah, mom and Bob went up to, they went up to, uh, Soaring Eagle to play the slots, right? And she said they were coming home, and all of a sudden, Bob was tired and said to Mom, "I gotta pull over. I gotta, I gotta find a rest area." And she said they pulled into a rest area. Her mother and her stepdad, who was a singer that I worked for, and and her mother looked up and saw this weird light and turned to the guy I used to work, her husband Bob, and he's out, and and he can't be woken up, according to Dana, and. And she looks back at the light and it's coming down. And when it gets down, this is what she told me. Again, if you knew these people, her, she said that her mother said it was like this small saucer, like a mini saucer, right? And it went around the car at eye level real slow, like it was scanning it. And then, then it, it's, it got above the hood of the car and just rotated real slowly. And she said it was covered with hieroglyphics. And I mean, if I told people in this area this guy's name, everybody knows him. I mean, he's well-known in southeastern Michigan. He's in the Michigan Country, Hall, Country Music Hall of Fame. I mean, he's like, and he's not a crank, and his wife's not crazy. And she said the same thing, then it just went, Psh. and I've been trying to get a hold of his wife, and I ended up talking to him for an hour the other day, but she was busy. She's totally open about it, and, uh, you know, I've just heard this from so many people that it's, that i got to put a sweater on. It's cold in here, but, yeah, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. People I know, you know, and if I would have never said that, if I would have never approached her and said, told her about that triangle thing, I would have never heard that because I'd worked with them a couple of years. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the, the, the people that we're hearing from. So I don't know if you saw the episode we did with uh, Bigfoot Michigan Rob last week. I, I didn't see it. Come to find out. Trying to watch football. I've been trying to watch football, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, Come to find out 
there's a guy who goes to, you know, our, our lovely little restaurant. We like to help our friends out here in town, New Boston, Coney and Grill. There's an older gentleman who goes in there with his wife and ends up just randomly talking to one of the workers about when he was in the army, him and his platoon were training in Louisiana and they had a run in with what they thought was a Bigfoot. And these wow. guys are no crank. They've and he said he never talked about it except when they went back to the 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 platoon leader who was, I believe, like a lieutenant or something, or the head of the base, wh- wherever they were training down there. And they said, you know, there was a Bigfoot out there. And and all they said to him was, Yeah, that doesn't concern you guys, so don't worry about that. Just continue on with your training and that was it how weird is that it makes you wonder military knows about this yeah and now all of this stuff is starting to pop up with uh you know like i said jeremy corbell's on the news again doing his rounds um a lot of people are talking on some of these very big podcasts julian dory um this you know concrete I think it's concrete podcast. I don't remember Danny Jones. I think his name is Danny Jones. Um, having a lot of people on discussing this, and um, Richard Dolan's been starting to make the rounds, talking. And I know next week, and just a, a shameless plug for everybody, next Sunday. Let me show you guys this. Who we have coming on? Um. And we're going to have this conversation right here. So this is uh, Dr. Chris Macklin. He was on all kinds of shows. Most recently, he was on Fade to Black with Jimmy Church. And he reached out, and he's coming on our show next Sunday at 9 p.m. So he'll be on with us 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to talk about AI transhumanism and the effects of UFOs on humanity. And that's going to be a a killer episode because he's been involved in this stuff and seen a lot of this for a long time. And uh, he's got some really interesting insights. And I honestly, I cannot wait to talk with him next week. So once again, everybody, that is uh, January 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have Dr. Chris Macklin on discussing this stuff and um i just i honestly dude every time we seem like we take a step forward and we're getting closer to something we take five steps back i don't know and, I, and more I people come out of the woodwork well that's all i was saying there's a couple of quick stories i'll give you real quick too yeah the people that i've mentioned are people that were friends of mine for years and years and years But I've also met a couple of people. Hey, Michelle, before we get too far into this episode, I think we should tell our audience about uh, something we were hooked up with by a company known as Magic Mind. You know, being a teacher takes so much out of you. Um, We drink so much coffee in the morning sometimes and have to keep going with the coffee throughout the day to keep our energy levels up, especially with kids nowadays. And I refuse to do those energy drinks with the the taurine and all the different chemicals that you don't know anything about. 
Yeah. Um, drinking the coffee is, you know, not all that great for your stomach either. And so we had a company reach out to us and wanted us to try their product. And I'm going to tell you something. The product was very, very cool. It's called Magic Mind. And this little elixir comes in a little bottle. And I would drink one. Well, honestly, I would drink multiple cups of coffee a day, but I would have my one cup of coffee after I started using this stuff. And then I would drink my Magic Mind. And I'll tell you what, by the afternoon, instead of crashing, I was more focused and had more energy than I had after drinking multiple cups of coffee. This is uh, really cool because I don't like coffee the way it upsets my stomach. Well, and like I said, you know, the um, the ingredients alone were natural. The, the what is it? The matcha? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All natural so, ingredients in these little elixir bottles. Very cool. And they they tasted good to me. So you always look at like healthy stuff as in like a, a liquid form. You're like, oh, this is going to taste horrible. Yep. And, and I actually enjoyed the taste of it. Yeah. So I, I have to agree. And I want to recommend this stuff to our listeners out there who are drinking lots of coffee, trying to stay on that edge of being focused and using caffeine to do it. You may want to try magic mind and see if this stuff actually works for you it worked for me quite a bit michelle i think it worked for you as well did it not it did i didn't get the what i call the couch slump where i just wanted to sit on the couch all day so i actually felt productive you know drinking yeah i i totally agree and what's really cool about this company is they're actually being kind of a sponsor for the show now and so Um, What they've done is put out a special promotion until the end of January. So check this out, everybody. If you buy Magic Mind and sign up for their their, uh, subscription, you'll get one month free plus a little bit of extra money off. So here's what you need to do. Go to www.magicmind.com forward slash J-A-N Pit Chat, P-I-T-C-H-T. And with the code Pit Chat 20, that's P-I-T-C-H-A-T, the number two and the number zero. It gets you an extra 20% off, which gets you down around 75%. Now, this only lasts until the end of January, so you want to hurry up before the offer goes away. Yes, and our code, our Pit Chat 20 code, only is good for about 10 more days. So make sure you get there and sign up if you want to give it a shot. Well, it looks like the code will be valid forever as a 20% off for both one-time purchases. But to get that month free, that's where you have only until the end of January. Yep, that's correct. So, all right, everybody. Thank you. Check check out our sponsor, and see if it's right for you. I know for Michelle and I, it worked pretty well and it cut down our coffee drinking quite a bit. And I uh, think you would enjoy it. And Magic Mind keeps me away from doing any of those energy drinks. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
traveling near New Boston, Michigan? Hungry? Well then, you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill tucked away at 37005 Huron River Drive. With daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family, you will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu, on Facebook. Bon Appetit! But anyway, so I've met a couple of people. This, this one blew me away. I found this one really interesting. You know, I, you know, Ed was in Port Huron, the guy that saw the UFO the same yeah. morning as me. The listeners might not know, but this is a guy I found that saw the same, apparently the same triangle that I did in 94. He saw it 45 minutes earlier over by Port Huron. And we were doing, me and Ed were doing something. And I joined up this Facebook group called the Port Huron, Michigan Facebook group, right? I don't even remember why, because I'm like a mole for Lapeer, you know, I don't live in Port Huron. So I never got out of it because they don't post a lot. And it's, I don't know why, I just never did. And somebody posted about three months ago over there and said, hey, I saw a UFO in the sky. Did anybody else see a UFO, some odd light in the sky or a UFO in the sky last night? And I just chimed in and said, I saw a huge triangle in 94. And this guy, I'll call him, I don't know, Danny. I don't think he cares either about me using using his name. But uh, I talked to him uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, people started chiming in, just like I said, saying, oh, I saw this. I saw that. I saw that. And it's one guy that I'm calling Danny said, uh, you know, I saw a huge triangle kind of right above my head. And uh, like like you, maybe 100 foot. Uh, he said, I was walking from my barn to my house. We started talking on Messenger. Him and his brother-in-law are walking from the barn to their house, from his barn to the house, to eat dinner. And they look up and there's this massive triangle. Same thing, like 100 foot in the air right above their heads, right? And I don't recall, I could have asked him, I should have written all this down, but I don't think he said, he. I know he said there was no red light in the middle. And I think he said there weren't white lights on the corners like mine. But apparently it was quite obvious that, they, that he could see this thing. And he was very close to it. So they go in and have dinner. And I, I said, okay, man, when did this happen? And he, he gave me two years, like 1990 and 94. And I said, okay, wait a minute. Danny, I said, are you saying this happened in 1990 and 94? And he said, no. He said, what happened was me and my brother-in-law, I think it was 1990 that it happened. But he said in like 94, I was like walking around the house or doing something. He said there was no trigger. He just suddenly remembered it because they'd forgotten it completely. In fact, I just talked to him uh, two days ago. And he said they went in and had dinner with his wife. And his wife said, yeah, you guys never mentioned anything, right? So like four or five years later, this comes back to him. And he was like, am I losing my mind? So he calls his brother-in-law and he says, hey, do you remember you and I walking from the barn to the house and there was this huge triangle above us? And his brother-in-law pauses and goes, hell, did they make us forget that? And I mean, it, he remembered it when Danny said it to him. He went, oh, yeah, that app. I just read an article about an identical thing last night on the New Fork website. Uh, I mean, they had no memory of it for like years. And then boom, they remember it, which is something I've come across a lot. Now, this is a guy that isn't somebody I've known like 35 years. 
but he's a totally normal guy, very nice guy, about 60, 61 years old. He's got a barn. I guess he's a farmer. We talk now and then on Messenger. And uh, met another guy that I became good friends with. Uh, he lives up in Canada, and his story's insane. I mean, just crazy. Uh, he and I talk all the time. And his name's, I'm going to use his name's Randy. He didn't care. And uh, very smart guy, a musician, played guitar like in rock bands. But he was a graphic artist at a big newspaper in Ottawa. And as a kid, get this, man. Again, I wish you could meet this guy because we, he and I talk all the time, not about UFOs. We talk about music and uh, architecture and just stuff, right? Really a nice guy. Great sense of humor. And, uh, but when he was a kid, I made a comment on a YouTube video. He saw it, contacted me, and then the last year we talk all the time. But when he was a kid, they had a, he lived up in Canada, they had a cabin on the Ottawa River. And he said, uh, he said that him and his brother were in the cabin with his mom, and all of a sudden his mom was freaking out and trying to hide them in a closet. And they didn't know what the hell was going on, right? <laughs> what she said, she swore to him that a classic domed little saucer land landed in their backyard between the Ottawa River and the, and the cabin, and that these three guys got out, little kind of short guys with silver suits, and seemed to be like taking soil samples or something. And I mean, if, again, if you knew this guy, even he, you know, said, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but then when he was 17, he's in downtown Ottawa, right? Between these two high rise apartment buildings. He sent me a great graphic. I wish I could, I wish I had, would have got had the time to share it because he's this tremendous graphic artist. And he looks up, there's these two like eight story apartment buildings. And he thought there was a work platform. There was a rectangle off of the one, right? And then as he walks, he realizes there's a space and the thing is floating. It's it's not a it's not a work platform. It's some rectangular UFO. And he said it was about 1130 in the morning. And he watched it move. He watched it float away. And he said after it floated away, he realized it was much, much later in the afternoon. And it should have been like, you know, he watched it for like 10 minutes, right? And it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. So and he's had a couple of doozies and a great guy. He's, and again, he's never made a, any kind of UFO report. He's not in some UFO group. He doesn't go to conferences. I don't think he's ever told anybody. He researches stuff on the New Fork website all the time and sends me great, great articles that are, uh, cause he knows I like to read them and he's just, he's just like me just trying to figure out what is this stuff. And I said to him, I said, man, if, if you lost time like that, you could have been abducted. I mean, and the kind of the kind of guy that he is, he said, he said, man, who who knows? You know, I don't know. You know, and yeah. I mean, he's not somebody claiming, you know, he was abducted by aliens or anything like. Totally normal guy and very smart. And uh, but anyway, that's just some of them that you know. And I I've gotten it again. He wasn't somebody I've known forever, but we've become very good friends. And this stuff is pretty. Man, it happens a lot more, a lot more than people think. That's why, that's why I think the government is now, and we've got the internet, so we've got this information superhighway, right? So to where people can just grab a camera and a microphone. And I loved, like I said, Metalhead's story that night. I said, hey, yeah, you've heard me talk forever. Let's get him. And he grabbed the mic and or grabbed his, you know, he had a webcam and we listened to him. There's tons of people that have had this happen. 
Yeah, well, you know, and funny that you bring that up because Intergalactic Angler just said this. I think so many people stay quiet, but the more people that come out with experiences, the more people will share, I hope. And I think that's what we're seeing. But I, again, I raise an eyebrow to the ones that think these things are, are like 1960s hippie flower children hippie people from another planet well, i just I would I, say you know what the guy over in port huron that saw the triangle and he's you know it, it, he told me uh i think last night he said i really want to see it again he also told me i never tell anybody because i don't want him to think i'm crazy uh, right <laughs> yeah. but uh you know well it is a funny subject you got to be careful i mean i was retired when i finally made those videos and yeah, you know, nobody could fire me, and I just didn't care. So, and I thought people need to know this is true. What, well, what, you, just said, what you just said, though, and then I'll shut up. You said mm-hmm. you didn't like the thing about the hippie bees, and it's they're all peace and love, and they're our space brothers. I'm same way, but I also wouldn't. There, you've on the flip side, you've got people that want to say they're all demons. Uh, you had Nathaniel Gillis on, very nice guy, very smart, very articulate, very well read. Who will be coming back on soon, by right. the way. Right. And, and, you know, he comes on and says, they're all demons and they're here to suck your souls. I mean, you know, none of this is good, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, they're make, he makes the correlation to the old stories of demonic possession and, and being taken by demons or visitations yeah. by angels and stuff. And it's the same exact descriptions of people today talking about. Uh, you may be right. UFOs. Well, and then there's also like the Fae and and all of those, you know, kids being taken. You, you, I, I guess all I'm saying is I wouldn't present any of my yeah. ideas as I'd be careful. I'd be careful to not present any sorts of those ideas, whether they be negative or positive, as yeah. if you knew. I right, would right. put the caveat at the end of every paragraph that, Hey, this is just what I think. Maybe, you know, cause yeah. you don't know. Well, and if I you're getting your information from a religious text and you believe that religious text to be the all true text and power of, and you know, the, the, the truth of a superior being more superior than us, you're going to correlate that and, and be like, Oh, that's a hundred percent true. And, and we're kind of saying, Hey, step, take a step back. These are similar. They're describing similar yeah. things, you know, a thousand, 2000 years ago, even before that, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they could just yeah. be trying to describe these things in ways that is they this, are familiar with. For, I get it. But I'm just saying, for instance, is this, is this alien a demon or is it just kind of an ill-tempered, cranky alien? You know what I'm saying? Right. Just a, an unfriendly alien, as opposed to, you know, and I'm not attacking Nathaniel at all. It seems like a really nice guy. I've listened yeah. to a couple of his podcasts. He talks about the fact he described his dad as an extremely conservative Pentecostal minister, and he went yeah. to Bible college. So, you know, I'm in the unique position in, in Western culture of having been raised in a house with no religion, all right? And I'm not, a, I would never describe myself as an atheist. I've been to church a lot. Uh, but I just mean, I don't, I don't try to, I see that's a thing too, is, is people that come out of 
a religious background, try often try to connect this, which is natural, I guess, because that's your friend. That's the lens through which you've looked at the world for your entire life. I don't yeah, have that. And, I, don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. That filter, you know. I, and, so and I, I, I hear that. I'm like, what? You know? uh, I will tell you, I've, I've, because of where I work in the area. I've befriended and become very close friends with some Muslims as well. And they are very, very much believing that a lot of this UFO stuff that everybody's seeing is the jinn or the spiritual world, you know, coming forward. I'm not saying there's not a spiritual component. That's not at all what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I wouldn't use any of these biblical or you know, religious texts, right? As a template, myself, myself. I mean, you can do it. He, mm-hmm. Daniel Gillis can do it. I'm not saying, because I, I can't say, oh, you're wrong. Because I'm saying, guy don't know. Guy's had a bunch of weird stuff happen. And I can't exactly say, that blue light changed my life. Even though sometimes I'll get kind of in a funk about not knowing and stuff. My life did a 180. I was watching assisted suicide videos day and night and my life got infinitely better after that happened like they did something i i don't know man i just i I changed my life totally and so how so when i hear somebody say they're all demons i'm like my god mine felt like uh the second one almost felt like a a darned uh spiritual guy or an what do you call it like a guardian angel sort of thing well you know in the in the muslim religion they don't consider demons to necessarily all be bad there's bad ones there's good ones there's neutral ones demon is like saying a human and they were the first entities created by god on this planet before us and so yeah you know the, the first race was the jinn according to them in which we get genie from, right? So, you know, that's their belief system. And, you know, because we say demons, we think bad. They say demons, they think it could be anything. You don't want to mess with them. Again, I just want to reinforce what I'm kind of clarify what I'm saying. I just don't like any sort of blanket statement. First of all, a huge thing, I think a mistake, one of the, I think the, the primary mistake we make with these things is that they're all one thing, right? Right. I mean, this could be like yeah, that's a good point. Interdimensional beings. It could be some extraterrestrials from planets that evolve, kind of like we. This could be multiple, a multiplicity of things, right? And to make these blanket statements that oh, they're here to suck your souls, you know, they're gonna take your soul, or they're all angels. I mean, I just you know, not that I, I don't think that nobody knows this stuff. I just, I yep. just. I just think people should be careful to qualify what they say about the, and not, not speak pedantically again, as, as a teacher to which this is what, this is what I know. No, this is what you think. You might be right. It might be wrong. I might be right. I might be full of beans. You know, I don't know. I know in my case, the second experience was almost like a rescue mission. Yeah. I'd never been clinically depressed. And I was watching How to Die in Oregon and Terry Pratchett's, uh, these people that were going to like these assisted suicide places. I re-encoded them so they planned my laptop better. I just want out of this whole deal. So when I hear somebody, and I'm not saying they're angels, 
I'm just saying they could be a lot of things. And Correct. You want to be careful in claiming to know the whole deal. Yeah, I don't you're Stephen Greer or who the hell you are, because I don't think anybody knows the whole deal. That's exactly. Some people have to subscribe to a solid definition um, that fits their. Yeah, well, it fits their worldview, right? And humans right. don't like open-ended systems. They don't, we, I, what I was gonna, uh, what I say all the time is, we need to learn to embrace uncertainty. Okay. Yeah, and humans don't do that well at all. I, they don't do it well at all. And my thing is, don't tell me what you believe. That's my least favorite word on the planet. Tell me what you know. All right. Well, you know, and you you say that, and that's how I feel about when people say, I feel that blank, 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 blank. I don't like, no, you're thinking something. Now you might be having an emotion, but you are thinking about something that is invoking an emotion, you know, and being a science teacher, you know, of course it's like now science we, facts don't care about your feelings. Did it do this or did it not? Right. You know, now why did it do that? Well, I feel that no, don't feel it. What I'm saying, critical thing, like the belief. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and, and and the thing is, I'm 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 putting the caveat at the end of my little my little rant here. Maybe yep. uh, Stephen Greer's all right. Maybe Nathaniel Gillis is all right. But I think really, really, I, this one, my sense of it, having had these crazy experiences myself and lived it, is I don't think it's all one thing based upon all the different stories I've heard. And I don't right. think we really know. So if you're going to say negative things, you should add, of course, this is just my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm coming from a religious background. and a, or, or if you say positive things, you should say the same thing. In my case, this was good. But, you know, people have different experiences. We don't really know what this stuff is. And I'm tired of people who claim, who insinuate at least that who present themselves as oracles of truth. I've got this figured. I'm pretty sure this is what it is. And I'm like, you know, what have you been through personally? Yeah, you exactly. You've been a hundred foot from a gigantic triangle and had your coworkers abducted or impregnated. They swear she had a baby. I mean, it's nuts. Sounds yeah, great. She wasn't supposed to be able to. Well, no, she just said she was having trouble that she miscarried. Oh, okay. Right. You know, yeah, uh, we've been having trouble getting pregnant, and I had miscarriages, and I don't know why. I think these guys made me pregnant, at which point I quit listening. I thought she's nuts. Then I find her report on MUFON 27 years later, and she ends up with, you know, talking about the van going up in the air and saying, and the weirdest thing of all is I had my son, who was now 17, and I was I about fell over dead. Linda yep. found that on the Internet. Yeah. Because I didn't know well, her last name. Yeah, just uh, real quick, Mark uh, Coughlin has a good point yeah. here or a good question a saying, lot. wondering how many people in North yeah. America are having oh, these experiences, thousands, lot. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. We'll never really know. I would, I'm pointing, I'm guessing that hundreds of thousands is probably closer, if not. So am I. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. I guess you could just see how many people. Yeah. I mean, just in our, our Facebook group that talk about this stuff, we have 6,500 people now in our group that 
are either interested in this, talk about it, share pictures, share their experiences, have had an experience. I mean, uh, it, it, you know, it, it can be anything. Oh, yeah. And then there's the Miami Mall situation. Yeah, what is what the hell are we supposed to believe about this thing? You know what? The, the, they interviewed you. I'm sure you've seen them. There's a couple of African-American guys, black guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they seem they seem so genuine and honest. I mean, after what I've seen, I, you know, I'm careful. I'm I'm probably too believing now because I'm like after what's happened to me, I'm like. Man, there's some crazy stuff that we don't know. This is what I'm saying about it's, you know, these weren't gray aliens. They were nine feet tall and they were transparent and kind of glitched in and glitched out like they were maybe going through a portal or interdimensional. And I mean, I mean, those guys, they sounded for real to me. So, I mean. Well, and here's the thing with the Miami Mall, you don't have that much police presence for (laughs) You know, four or five teenagers fighting. Yeah, you know, even like even a gang there. fight, I don't even think would draw that many police officers yeah. out. Right. Well, yeah. so, I mean, what what is Diane saying here? Lily Nova remote viewed the Miami Mall. Uh, she says a portal opened up. There was definitely something there. Yeah, it's you know, and I agree with. Dorothy, uh, as far as just so suspicious about how that video dropped in, it wasn't making any like major news that would have been nationwide news. Yeah. Like, and you, you know, what's even more important than that is right now the lions are up 21 to 17. Um, yes. I, I am doing score updates in the chat. <laughs> um, we are at the end of the second quarter going into the halftime. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so Lions are, are kicking butt right now. They have a four-point lead on the Rams. And listen, I'm not, I'm not knocking Nathaniel or anybody. I just sure. – some of these people just are a little bit too strong. What's the word I'm looking for? Too uh, assertive and, like, you know, selling this – they're various – They're too attached. They're, yeah, yeah they're, mar- they're married to these theories, and I'm like – Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. I've seen some weird stuff and had a really good, kind of a good experience – with this blue light thing, whatever the hell it was. I think it was some kind of technology. Yeah. uh, I mean, and it's so far out that you try to tell people this, the average person's going to think this cat is, he's been, you know, man, I've, you know, I'm remodeled houses for 30 years. As a musician, I was pretty successful at that. I don't need the attention of it. I mean, nobody does. People need to be honest about this stuff and talk about it. Uh, Like, my buddy over there in Port Huron, he's a nice dude, man. And he said, yeah. uh, you know, like he said, he was afraid to talk about it because he didn't want people thinking he's nuts, you know? Yeah. So I, so back to that question, I, I've got to think that there's probably tens of thousands of people that have yeah. seen this stuff. And that's probably just in man. our state of Michigan alone. He's, I mean, let alone North America itself. I think it's more than hundreds of thousands, not millions. I think yeah. a ton of people have seen this stuff. Yeah. It, you know, and I'm talking about like legit stuff, not, not things that people misidentified. I'm talking about, they definitely can tell it was a triangular craft doing weird yeah. things that right. makes no sense. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, it's interesting because Christopher Mellon now has taken an interest in uh, Michelle and, and my experience. So. Cool. 
you know, um, thanks through um, Micah Hanks being on his program and him coming on ours. And so, you know, that it, it's it's good that people are starting to take this serious because um, I, I can just tell you that I... I still don't know, and I and I'm sorry for the people that are out there that when we talk about triangles, they say TR3B. I cannot; it, these things are not man-made. We don't have this technology. Maybe we're trying to copy it, but I will tell you right now: just as guy is as strong about people being attached to a religious explanation for this or whatever, I am of the the strong opinion that these things are not us they are not a tr3b whatever that's supposed to be yeah maybe they've got maybe we've got anti-gravity i don't know but i i don't don't. we would be using it we would use it in an instant to show hey we're the biggest assholes around and we can tell you what to do or we'll have a nuclear bomb anti-gravity lift it right to your front door at the Kremlin and we'll just take care of you right now. We'd be the biggest bullies and pieces of crap on the planet. I could and, do a whole show. I could do a whole show with a video. I got a terabyte of videos of people who have had things with triangles and what happened was insane. And it's clearly not the yep. U.S. military. And yep. that's something Greer says. It's something Michael Sherratt says. Uh, and I mean, they little uh, Dolly Saffron, who I like as a person, and I believe her that she's had experiences. Absolutely. But she, she rolls her eyes and goes, oh, those are all the, those are all ours. You know? Yeah. I'm I, sorry. I can't go with that. I'm sorry. And, no. and I totally agree with they you. Are. Dolly's awesome. I think she's had some, some experiences gal. and stuff oh, yeah. done with herself. However, um, nice you do not Smart, have these craft flying low as big as they are with, with experimental technology over populated areas or close to international airports. There's no way you right. can. And well, there's a guy, there's a guy named Finn Handley. He's a friend of mine. He's not, I don't know him real well. He reached out to me years ago and he saw he was in England and he's got, he's only been in a couple of, there's a news, there's a couple of videos on YouTube with him. And he saw these two, for instance, for instance, he saw these two like orange lights. And I, I've heard this a lot. So, And this is the U.S. military, right? He doesn't believe it either. He saw two orange, you know, orbs that morphed into triangles. And I've heard this often. And he sat and watched them go over this like an expressway. And as they moved, the triangles elongated. They changed shape. Like this is the U.S. military. Come on. This is this is a persistent myth, and and I, I, the people who are saying this obviously they believe it, but even somebody like Michael Sherratt, who is a great researcher and a nice guy, I mean, I mean I think these people are being fed some misinformation because there is no way two orange orbs that morph into triangles float across the freeway and elongate as they, I mean, there's a Terry Lovelace's. The details are very bizarre. I mean, I don't think that's the U.S. government. No. Plus, he has implants still that they go. are afraid to that's remove from his body. He's yeah, got the, the government. It's the CIA. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just so everybody knows, I know I have it running down there along the bottom. Uh, Super chats are open if you want to help support the show and and uh, throw a couple bucks down. You like the show. Hit us up with a super chat. I mean, it, every little bit helps. It gets us better equipment. We put a lot of time into this and it helps. And for us to go to conventions or stuff like that, anything that that you guys want to throw down to help support the show, we really appreciate you told, it. You told me that you, you usually doubled whatever they sent you at the casino. Yeah, right. No, not really. <laughs> we haven't been to the casino in a while. Oh, no. Yeah. I haven't been to a casino in 20 years. Yeah. It's but, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point about the tier. You know, you and I, that's one place where we're really. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Up, you went up close like you did and I did. Yours was kind of transparent, wasn't it? It was. It was. It had like a clo- like a, a cloaking. Uh, yeah, it, it looked like a heat mirage. Heat mirage skin. Yeah, it was wavery, you know, yeah. in between the three lights. It no. made no sense. Dude, we'd rule the planet if that was even some. Yes. Well, unless it's some, I don't know. I My sense of it is, you know, like I said, my coworkers described in tears to me getting basically gynecological exams from gray aliens. And yeah. I know it's, it sounds nuts. I never believed this stuff, but I was right under the thing. And well, and I look at it from a government standpoint, like what Wayne was talking about with the whole bragging. When we got the stealth bombers, it was, ooh, look at our new toys. And they were flying them in air shows. And this was oh, back. Yeah. They crashed. Back in the yeah. I was Double standing them. in the parking lot of a service merchandise with my father. When we heard uh, those coming overhead, and that was back, you know, when they first came out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, you it know, becomes it becomes show and tell. It, it's show and tell. It's also, you know, you show me yours, I'll show you mine, kind of a thing. This is what you're gonna face if you mess with us. I mean, this stuff is all planned out by our government and everything else. We, you know, we don't do nothing without. You know, flexing on other countries, and then the same thing with us, and all of the, all of the espionage and everything else. I mean, come on, man! Somebody would find this stuff. Somebody would would leak it. Would, and we got all of these people coming forward. And oh my god! I mean, it's just. I, I'm sorry. I just. I'm not. I don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. But that's a good, that's a good thing to say. Yeah. Knows. I know it's not ours. There's no way. I don't I'm sorry. You. There isn't. Not I'm unless the, the only thing that I can think of sometimes when I entertain these, you know, I'll sit around and, you know, unless we've got some dark group that this, you know, this dark government that's working with aliens, you know? Yeah. They well, not, I mean, I don't know. We they, got we got David Grush coming out talking about alien retrievals, alien biologics, pieces of craft. We've got uh, Gary Nolan out there talking about he's handled and looked at some of this stuff that yeah. just doesn't make sense. We got Terry Lovelace with with things in his body. We got other people that have weird marks on their body that they never had before and all of that. And we also have, by the way, Rick Davis. Sending us a super chat for ten dollars, Rick. Thank you very much, man. We we really appreciate. Thank you, that. Rick. 
do I get a cut of this, man? I'm, I'm this wonderful <laughs> guest. I need a haircut, man. And haircuts yeah. are expensive now. Well, I'll tell you what. I got need- clippers I'll- and a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you need dog shears. For we'll, we'll go with a number two, maybe in a number three setting. I need yeah. to go to a pet grooming parlor, man. Yeah. I got a cut a year ago. I need to get a cut again. <laughs> well, thank you, Rick, very much for this. Uh, so, everybody. Dorothy, let me just add this, Dorothy. I yeah. think Michael Sherratt is a great researcher and a wonderful guy. I just think he's wrong about the all all triangles of the U.S. government. That's all. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I I love Michael Shrett. He's a great guy. He, he was is, a great, he's guy. A great researcher. I, awesome. I think, I think people. I think I've wondered: Are these people being told this by people that they really, 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 really trust? You know that they feel are solid as, you know. Mm-hmm. Solid as granite, you know. Just I, like you talking about these people you know coming to you with stories. Yeah. Well, but these are ordinary people. And, and these are people going, I don't know what it is. You know, if, you work in, if you work in this business, I mean, to you, those people are just an ordinary person, right? If you're an engineer and another engineer comes to you and says this. Well, yeah. I mean, I, right? what I mean is I, 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 these people that are saying this, I think, they obviously believe it and they they've really worked hard like somebody like Sherrod he's worked at this for years and devoted his life to it and but but I still th- I I think some of these people and I'm going to pardon my language I'm going to piss some people off but but I think some of these people think they're above being fooled right true true and I don't think that's the case okay maybe I'm wrong Maybe they they know exactly, and those are the U.S. government, and they dress up like little aliens and impregnate people and take fetuses, and and it's all all these people are lying, and my coworkers are lying, and all the the thousands and thousands and thousands of videos you can watch. Those people yeah. are lying. Everybody's making it up. None of it's true, and and we're just it's this the, the government's you know injecting us with, you know, come on, I don't know. Yep, I'm starting. Well, to, you're getting to be that grumpy old man I used to be. <laughs> well, get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When I got kind of disinvited there for a while because I was like ranting, you know. I just, you know, I feel strongly about. I feel strongly that we should just admit. I'm, I'm, I admit my ignorance every day, right? And, and where this stuff is concerned, in particular, I mean, anybody that says, you know, uh, I mean, how do you know, man? How do you know? You, you don't. That ain't one thing either. It's not, oh, it's some aliens from that planet or this. It might be hundreds of different things. Interdimensional beings from under the ocean. Or or all the above. It doesn't have to be just one thing. Who knows, man? Yeah. All right. Well, guy, we've been at this for an hour and 35 minutes We need to go watch the football. You know, the Lions are not nearly as good without me. They, <laughs> it, it is we're we're at halftime. I know, I know. Yeah, we're at halftime. So, you know what, guy? We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get out of here. And it's great having you back on and we're have a conversation. And, and uh, slowed down my slowed down my kidney function too. So maybe maybe it was uh, there was some therapeutic, some vibrational hey. thing that went on here. Yep. Maybe. Um, however, before we close up the show, uh, we had a few folks asking in chat. Where's Charlie? Oh, oh where's yeah. the little rascal? I was going to say you need yeah, to show the Charlie? little rascal. Yeah. Oh, 
I see a little head Wait popping a minute. up. Yep. There he is. Hellfire, if you don't want to become a teacher or don't want to go to work tomorrow, become a teacher. Yep. Charlie, Charlie, I kissed you there once and then you were so <laughs> wonderful. He's like, painting it. We waited for years to waited for years to get carpeting. He loves to give deep, you know, French kisses. Oh yeah. We waited for years to get carpeting, and when he was real little, any place we dropped any food, we got a bunch of holes in our carpeting. He's a monster, but uh, he's my boy. I love him. He's a. I keep telling him he's a he's a funny looking dude, and he tells me I'm a funny looking dude, and he's like, Daddy. You're always talking about spaceships and aliens. I love this guy. He's my yeah. boy. I mean, that's a that's a good pup right there. He's a sweet He says, uh, "Guys, humor is a big part of why I love hearing from him." Yes, oh, God bless yes. you, Dorothy. You know what? I, I hate people that aren't religious, right? I, I I listen to these some of these atheist guys, right? Yeah. And, and if somebody says, "Well, God bless you," they get pissed, and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, I'm I didn't go to church, but I pray in my own way. I mean, and I don't know that you, you you could probably talk to God through Jesus. I'm sure, you know, I've tried, I've done it, you know, and yep. atheists get under my skin too, but I'm not religious, you know? So uh, yep. I, I'm, my thing is what's that song by the Beatles? Let it be. I yep. let people be themselves. We all, we're trying to find our way. We come to this life, move from one end to the other. And you feel our way through it kind of blindly trying to figure it out. And everybody's going to come up with a different idea or a different answer. And you That's just right. respect each other's, you know, we all have different life experiences. They shape us. Uh, but anyway, I thank God every day in my own way. I just, is God just an energy field? Is it a guy with a beard and a, and a book with my name in it that says, this guy is not good? I don't know. Hey, I think we've been trying to figure this out since we've become conscious. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of our job on this planet is is to yeah. drive ourselves crazy trying to figure out the big picture of what the hell are we doing here. Yeah. So, all right, guy, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Thanks right. a lot for joining us again. Don't listen to anything I said. I know nothing. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going to run. I'm going to go watch a football game. Yep, absolutely. Have a good night. How do I? There you go. I kicked him <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. So before we head out for tonight, once again, everybody, uh, there we go. Make sure you get over to our channel, right? Pit Chat with Wayne and Michelle. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Join the pit crew. We got the prices as low as possible and you get to use cool little UFO emojis in chat, but you know, get over there, uh, click that notification bell for our show for next Sunday at 9 PM Eastern with Dr. Chris Macklin, where we're going to discuss AI transhumanism and the effects of UFOs on humanity. So I'm really excited for that show next week that's gonna be great guys always a great guest just good conversation talking about this stuff uh huge shout outs again to everybody who gave us super chat we had dorothy hawkins we had diane boss uh and we had rick davis so thank you guys very much 
Ooh, lions are killing it. We're going to actually go and jump on the lions while I get the audio stuff ready to go. But yeah, make sure. Say, do not jinx the score in the lions game. Uh oh. What happened? No, I'm just saying. Oh. No, they're still in. Oh, they're Be careful still what you put time. out in the universe. Yeah. Don't be careful what you, you, you might manifest something out there. But everybody, man, great show tonight. Great crowd. We stay warm, love- especially if you're in Michigan. Yeah, we love having you here, and we cannot thank you guys enough for joining us on this ice cold Sunday night here from Michigan. And uh, my car is a block of ice. Yes, and we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. So, Michelle, have a great night, everyone. Have a great night, everybody, and remember, keep those eyes to the sky. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, wait. Oh man. Yes, to the sky. Yeah, yeah, start on. It's a damn good show. (laughs) Damn good show.